today on Learn Me Something. Accents. Versus. Asteroid mining. Caleb, have you ever heard of genericide? Nope. Sounds illegal. Uh, It's actually not. So sometimes a brand becomes so popular that the name of the brand becomes... The word of the oh, product. like Kleenex. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to give you some other examples, some of which I did not know. Really? Yeah. Uh, some The popular one, uh-huh. Kleenex. Yep. You also got Google, which has turned into a verb. Oh, agreed. You've got Coke, which apparently the South, for some reason, calls all soda Coke. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't... Get it together, whatever. South. Aspirin, thermos. Here's one. Escalator. Oh, what are they called? I have no idea. <laughs> moving stairs? Raising staircase? Uh, maybe. Moving stairs? Get up quick. <laughs> Get <know>. up easy. <laughs> uh, popsicle? Okay, that one doesn't surprise me. Okay. Uh, jet ski? I. What Do you know what the actual term for that is? Ja- it's not jacuzzi. <laughs> is jacuzzi one? Uh, it, oh, it's on here. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, good call. <laughs> wow. Hilarious. Yeah, jacuzzi's one. Uh, I don't jet ski. People are screaming. Sea-Doo. That's a brand, isn't it? Yep, also a brand. Uh, Wave Runner. That's a brand, I yep. think. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Rollerblade. That's what? I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, trampoline. Velcro. Yo-Yo. I don't. Uh... <laughs> What I just am trying to think of, I know it doesn't make for great podcast material. When what I'm like, you, uh, uh, uh. what do you, what would you call a trampoline? That's what I'm wondering. A bouncy, a, a jump em up, bouncy pad, <laughs> bouncy bouncer, the bounce, bounce it all, a jump around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What about a velcro? Uh, snap it on. Uh, I don't know why everything to me hook has, and loop. <laughs> it all has to be three syllables. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be catchy and. <laughs> The, uh, That's a marketer for you. Yeah. The, classic. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know how you spell how that. You, yeah, how know. would you spell uh, it? You could call it the uh, not unsticky tape. The remove it fast. Nope, that's already three. Soft fastener. Hold them up. Uh, rough <laughs> thing. Rough. Rough and squeeze. Rough tape. <laughs> Rough tape. Uh, and then yo-yo. Uh, Spin it down. <laughs> bounce the, and uh, pull. The rope and flick. <laughs> <laughs> L- line and spin. Flick rope. Flick line rope. And spin. That's good. Uh, throw and walk. <laughs> That's also... Oh, ball that on a string. Me. Do you remember the... It was like a soccer ball that was tethered to your leg oh yeah and then you'd flick it around in circles and try to jump over it what was wait the so there's there's one there's like a soccer ball that you could attach to your leg and just kick that around oh, you'd kick it and it would just come back yeah but there's yep. also the hopscotch thing you'd put around one leg oh yeah yeah i remember you had one of those it's like i forgot about that it's like a one-man jump yeah. rope <laughs> yeah yeah that probably has a name that well, yeah. whatever it is <laughs> The I brand name is the name of the activity. Clearly not genericide because I, we can't think yeah, of it to begin know. with. Anyway, Good I thought start. that was very interesting. I 
didn't know some of this. I really like uh, terms that you don't know exist for things that you do know exist. Yeah. Like genericide mm-hmm. and uh, what I just posted about, petrichor, which yeah. is the smell of rain. Uh-huh. Didn't know there was a term for it. Petrichor. Just thought it smelled good. What are the Latin roots for that? Petri. Petri. I actually looked it up. It was uh, named by some scientists, I think based after some Greek gods, because of course. Oh, okay. Pet- I don't, when I was Pet- researching, I don't, it was something like that. I don't remember the deets. Terra. Uh, what's uh, what's the like Latin root that has to do with smelling? Um, Scent. Uh, osc. Centipede. Oscil- <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Centipede of S-C-E-N-T. I haven't exercised my Latin root game since middle school. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, welcome <laughs> to Learn Me Something, everyone. The world's first competitive podcast where we compete every episode to present the better topic. It is your job as the listener to vote via the link in the episode notes or on our social media everywhere you can think of except for some places at... Learn podcast. Really, we only post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe one day. Yeah. So if you want to, it might be a fun surprise. If we can go full time, I would be willing to dedicate some more of our efforts to the other social medias. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you've also been on TikTok lately for us. I posted a few things. Nice. Yeah, I plan on posting more. Is that also at Learn Podcast? Yeah, everything. Well, so check that out too. Uh, probably can't vote there. Can no. You? Uh, I feel like somehow you could get to a link from there but you'd have to jump around a bunch we'd have to put in enough effort yeah to make that happen yeah we won't do that you'd have to work for it so every episode there's a winner and a loser i lost like three in a row lately but i just won this one which means Mm -hmm. josiah was punished what do you have to do i had to play pong for (laughs) an hour straight (laughs) so yesterday morning i woke up early (laughs) i grabbed my phone i just laid in bed and played pong (laughs) And for the rule, an hour. The rule was there wasn't allowed to be any side entertainment. It had to be all you just looking at it, doing it. No music, no Netflix. Yeah, so it was just completely silent. <laughs> and I I got uh, decently okay. Hey. Mallory's home. Everyone listening, say <laughs> hey to Mallory. Mallory, do you have something? Oh, she closed the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... I got it, it. The time went by faster than I thought it would. Did you? Did you but get good at it? I got better. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. But I would like turn the phone instead of being the ball bouncing from left to right, back and forth. I turned oh. it so it was like up and down. That was more fun. Genius move. So I, I had to get a little creative with it to IQ five thousand yeah. plays. Yeah. So I. It's just a horrible game. It's not great. I, I, I estimated I did the math while I was playing. I think I did about 120 rounds uh-huh. of like play until. <laughs> so somebody... there's no levels or increasing difficulty. No. It just is the same. Well, the longer you play on one round, it gets faster and faster. Okay. But so there's a little bit of yeah. It gets well, a little little heated. A little dicey. Yeah. But do you feel like you could take on whoever the reigning? No. Champ is? Okay. I don't even want to meet that person. Yeah, I don't think we, would, <laughs> we should not have them as a guest host here. The person, because just imagine somebody who just plays Pong all day. Get your morning training in. Oof. Throw back to esports. No. That's, no. that's no. too intense for me. But it's all right. Okay. Not fun. And one of those punishments that's like, isn't really horrible, but it's just funny. 
funny for me to think about you doing that. <laughs> it was more just dreading having to do it. Yeah, which is what this one that we'll be doing this episode will be as well. But we're not allowed <laughs> to talk about it until after we present. Not yet. So. Um, yeah, so you, since you won, you get to choose who goes first. Yeah, I do. And uh, it is nice. Haven't won in a while. I think with that, I am going to go first. All right. We, uh, for those of you watching, instead of listening today, we changed our setup a little bit so that we can both recline instead of sitting on bar stools. <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's very. So we've got this. <laughs> if you haven't watched, which most people listen, so you probably haven't, but we have this table. And then we have these really tall bar stools, but it's <laughs> the bar stools are taller than the table. So about, yeah. you have to lean over. It is not uh, anatomically helpful. <laughs> I was not made for that. No. Anyway, so I'm going to go first, and that way I can be done, and I can kick back and relax and enjoy what you've brought to offer. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Josiah, today we're talking about sociolinguistics. Okay, let me let me go back to Latin roots again. Uh-huh. Uh I'm going to get <laughs> I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Uh, mm, it's that. like uh cultural words and slang. Uh very close. Okay. Accents. Oh. Well, I don't actually think... You probably were right. I don't think sociolinguistics equals accents, but it's a part Okay, of it. it's part of it. Okay. <laughs> Exciting. Just, yeah. Um, oh, man, I totally missed it, too. I had a funny bit. I was going to have you do an accent before you knew. I, I kind of did. It's about... You did, uh... yeah. Thank you for doing the bit anyway. Um, so, an accent... Do you know the difference between an accent and a dialect? And a dial-up? dial uh, oh, up <laughs> I learned this at one point. Is a dialect... Okay, they're both regional, yeah? Depending mm-hmm. on the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, a, does a dialect more have different vocabulary? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, accent is part of dialect. Okay. Accent is a specific thing that you do. And then dialect is the overall uh, thing that makes how you speak different. So, okay. dialect... Accent is just the way words are pronounced, but dialect is uh, the accent and grammatical rules that you use that could be different, okay. and specific slang that you only use in that okay. culture. Now, you're probably already like, man, am I bored, aren't you? No, I'm into it. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> when I was looking at the topic, Woo! I was like, well, there's, this isn't going to be interesting. I am bored. But it is interesting. So... Uh, Let's make it interesting. Do you know how accents are developed? Let's talk about... Well, there's some options. We'll talk about... You can choose your adventure. Okay. Um, we can talk about how accents are developed within the same language. Uh-huh. We can talk about how accents are developed in bebés. Or we can talk about how accents are developed across languages, foreign. Let's like how you have a different accent. Let's start with bebés. With bebés? Yeah. Okay. This I thought was very fascinating. So, as you know, I hope you know this, bebés cannot speak when they're born. I knew that. Did you? Yeah. I have in parentheses creepy. <laughs> could you picture a newborn just being like, well, I guess they wouldn't have like deep, creepy voices. Hello. <laughs> Hi, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for birthing me. <laughs> um, 
so they can't speak when they're born. Most bebés cannot uh, say much at all until around eight or nine months. And even when they get there, they can say very little. Yeah. Usually just a word or two that they've learned. But did you know that they are, for the most part, born with accents? How does that work? Uh, Is there a little cooing have accents? It kind of doesn't. So they're not really... I guess once they learn how to make sounds... Yeah. So technically, probably, they're not like, here's a southern baby. <laughs> and if they never had any interaction with humans, they would still be like a deep southern. Once a southern baby, always a southern baby. <laughs> so it's not like that. But studies have shown that infants as young as five months can uh, tell they can discriminate. Uh, probably just the wrong word. <laughs> they can tell between different accents. They can tell really? when an accent is one versus another. You said five months? Mm-hmm. As little as five months. And here's what makes this interesting in my head. Uh, they cry with accents starting <laughs> at around five months. So, for example, French babies, when crying, will often Awee! raise the pitch Awee! of their cry Wee-wee! towards the end of their sentence. Because uh, that's a, a, no way. a part of French dialect. So they'll follow that when they're crying. When they finish their little cry sentence... And uh, in Germany, it's the exact opposite. They'll often drop the pitch of their little cry at the end of their cry sentence. Are their cries more throaty too in German? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they are—they're also just speaking full German. Oh, yeah. German babies can speak okay immediately. Sure, that makes sense. Um, and oh man, okay, that is Might very have taken us in the different order here. Oh, good. There's some fascinating things in here. We're going to hop around a bit, but babies, uh, when you're a baby, your brain learns what sounds to hear and what to completely tone out, which kind of blows my mind a little bit, but it's very fascinating. So every language, which we're breaking in a little bit to some other topics, but every language has tones they make and tones they don't make, and your brain, as you're a baby growing and hearing how your guardians speak will distinctualize what you use and then the tones that you don't hear your brain your brain just starts to forget about so the guy who did mm. the study the scientist his name is cool k-u-h-l totally all right. agree all right um he says the baby early begins to draw a kind of map of the sounds that he hears and then the map continues to develop and strengthen as the sounds are repeated. The sounds that aren't heard and the uh, synapses that aren't used are bypassed and pruned from the brain's network. Eventually, the sounds and the accent of the language become automatic and you don't even think about it. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese babies, they tested around six months and found that they could distinguish between R and L uh, the difference between lake and rake, just fine. Mm-hmm. But by the time they were one year old, they couldn't distinguish anymore. Wow. Yeah. Which is why a lot of Japanese speakers that have learned Engl- English, that's a part of how they speak English, is getting those wrong yeah. sometimes. Yeah, because it's not a part of their language. Uh-huh. Same thing as if English speakers were to uh, learn Mandarin. We have a really hard time distinguishing between chi and she. She is wife and she is west. Okay. But when you're saying it fast, yeah. 
you can't, we don't, in like people who speak Mandarin, they hear that. Just, like, obviously. Yeah, night and day. Because I learned they this grew when I was five it. months old. Yeah. <laughs> My parents sat there saying, wife, west, <laughs> wife, west. <laughs> so I would get it. But we can't hear the, distinct, the distinction nearly as much because we don't use it mm-hmm. as often. Isn't that kind of crazy? That is. Okay, uh, choose your next adventure. We have left how accents are developed within the same language and how accents are developed with foreign languages. Let's do same language. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We can do that. (laughs) So accents are developed in the same language with two methods. Um, Not methods. There are two factors that make uh, you develop an accent. One is social. You have to be in a group because you kind of bounce your languages off of each other and the way you speak, and then those start to become one cohesive language. And the second thing that's important is isolation. So if you're bringing in a lot of people who speak in a lot of different ways, you're not going to create your own distinguished thing because you have input from a bunch of other groups. Okay. So to give you an example and a kind of a fun story, a kind of a fun story, (laughs) (laughs) Um, there is a colony in Antarctica that has started to develop a new English accent On that purpose? we don't currently have. No. Okay. Accents happen unintentionally over okay. time. So, uh, <laughs> this is weird. And also, this is a cool story because you can't really research this anymore because there's very little isolation with media and yeah. the socials and all of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're too connected. If you're a scientist in Antarctica, you're still getting, like, I don't know, radio calls from outside, right? I think for this case, they were pretty isolated. Okay. So it's a, uh, the residents of the British Antarctic Survey, which is a group of uh, researchers, they spent months in Antarctica in isolation. So they didn't have any outside uh, connection. And... After just a couple months, there was already a shift in the way that residents were pronouncing a lot of words. The way that they spoke with each other started to influence how everyone spoke. So I say things slightly different than you do. And if we hung out in isolation long enough, we would start to say them the same. For another psychological reason that's kind of interesting, that's an unconscious form of imitation. Yeah. You try to match the how other people are speaking without yep. even realizing yep. it as yeah. a way of getting closer to them. Yeah. Chameleon effect. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Congrats. So those are the two factors that cause you to uh, start to develop an accent. Okay. Basically, to summarize, when people of the same language are isolated for long enough, they start to create this new code that they all share and it all happens because hundreds of small little unnoticeable changes start to add up. And eventually, you have the way someone from Boston speaks versus the way someone from uh, the deep south, like Louisiana, yeah. New Orleans, how they speak. They all started in a similar place, yeah. but then ended with totally different results because they were isolated from each other. Uh, does any of this have to do with... With the location, like, 
I don't know, does the heat have to do with it or like being by the ocean or being up in the mountains? Does any of that have to do with it? Uh, I didn't see anything about that. I did see that it's geographically based because of people that would immigrate in. Okay. So, like, different people went to New Orleans than they would have New York. Okay. So maybe it's just depending on the type of person that would go there. Yeah. Interesting. Because I I was talking with a friend a while ago, and he was he's from the South, and uh-huh. he said, he's like, man, food up here is kind of bland. And his, his thinking was, if you come to Montana uh-huh. back in the day, if you came here, it was not as easy to get a variety of spices. Oh. So you kind of just had to make do with what you had. And there, and since... But like a, uh, if you compare it to like a shipping town, it's like right on the coast. That Where they have lots has, of stuff. Yeah. that A place like that might have a lot more flavorful, flavorful food or, I mean, at least a variety. Uh-huh. And that probably works its way into a lot of different dishes. But places that are landlocked like here or that are just were harder to get to back in the day. Uh-huh. Just more bland food because that's what people are used to, have been used to, I guess. The way I, yeah, that's very fascinating. The way that cultures are developed. Um, This is interesting. I like, good topic. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Also, accents more prominent in the UK. Have any guess why? They've been there longer? Uh Uh-huh. Nailed it. You're on fire tonight (laughs) answering my questions. Feeling good. Um, English has been a common language in the UK for over 1,400 years, which is significantly longer than most places. What do you mean by a more prominent? More prominent meaning there are more accents. Oh. So it's pretty common in the UK that there's like a hundred different accents of English all within there. Okay. Whereas uh, here in the US or in Canada or... You know, places like that, yeah. where we haven't had this language quite as long. It's not quite as developed. Also, Great Britain was largely isolated. Um, and back in the day, working class people rarely left the villages they grew up. So there's all these little micro accent yeah. spots all within the area, which I think is really cool. And that turned into a value system. For them, so like if they had a certain accent, they knew you were from a certain place and you were proud of that place. Oh, so there's that whole thing that kind of set accents in stone there too. Hmm. Um, so they were isolated and they were social and they were there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a million different forms of English accents. Um, social class is also a factor, which is kind of interesting which is something that has led to the development of, you know, you have like the posh sounding British accent yeah, yeah. versus not. Um, it's because in history, working class people were rarely able to travel much, but people in the upper classes traveled. Well, there's, I guess there's one upper class, <laughs> <laughs> upper, middle and lower. Um, the people in the upper class, the richer people were able to travel a lot more. So they experienced a lot more people. Okay. And a lot more dialects. Um, and so they also developed different accents because they had a different growing up situations. Wow. Wow. 
Um, what else? Oh, fun fact for you. Did you know that when they came over, they, the people, came and colonized <laughs> the U.S., um, they spoke more like we do today than the British accent that you're accustomed to? Really? So we're closer to the, the mm-hmm. people who moved here? Like Shakespeare, the way he spoke was more similar to us. It's definitely different because yeah. of time, changes yeah. any yeah. language, but it was closer to us in that they still used like a hard R okay. for words. And apparently, according to the interwebs and rumor, when they started to get frustrated at us, and all the things we were doing over here in the colonies, mm-hmm. the uh, richer side decided to start speaking a little bit differently to distinguish themselves from us. So that's part of how another part of how the posh rich sound came to be. Interesting. So that does that include like the founding fathers? That like the late seventeen hundreds time yes. period as well. Uh-huh. Hmm. And probably by that point, they had started to separate in accents a little bit more. Okay. But, I mean, when you think about it, they're the ones who came and colonized the U.S., so the accents wouldn't be different to start because it's the same people. Okay, and it's only like, that was like only a couple hundred years. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is probably plenty of time to develop a rich accent. When did, when did like the, the... 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean below. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Um, Last little section here. Uh, Why people with... uh, (laughs) I'm going to start the sentence over. Why... People who speak foreign languages, when they start to speak a new language, they have different accents. And it's because what we learned as a bebe, yeah. it's called uh, language transfer, which is okay. when some aspects of your native language bleed into the language you're learning that doesn't necessarily have those same yeah, attributes. That makes sense. So, to give you an example, people who speak English use TH a lot. So think and the and thespian, Thanos, thimble, thimble, um, those, though, these, this, thou, thus, thus forth. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of to move on from that <laughs> we've been we've done that a lot this episode just started spewing words back and forth to each other um a lot of languages don't use that th and some languages don't make sounds using their tongue in between their teeth at all which i thought was teeth. very interested they don't they don't say teeth <laughs> they say something else <laughs> okay um so It's called negative transfer. There's negative and positive. Positive is when there is a similarity between languages that makes it easier to pronounce. Okay. So uh, take your pick from that. But something that English does that another language also does. B. 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 But a 
pos a negative transfer would be. <laughs> you you don't roll your R's when you're speaking. Not very a often. Ton. I, I usually don't. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I try. You try to. I don't, I don't quite fit in. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I like it's, that you said I don't hard, quite fit in. It's hard didn't... to make friends. <laughs> Transylvania. You just said I don't quite fit in, which didn't have a single R in it. <laughs> I'm not so quick. Uh, um, a negative transfer would be like if a German speaker would start to speak English. A lot of times they would substitute a similar sound into english yeah so since they don't do the th they would say uh sink or zinc um which is a throwback to what a are very, you sinking about yeah a great commercial we're sinking we're sinking <laughs> uh, hello what are you thinking about <laughs> good <reenactment. laughs> um same thing but a little different um uh south American and Latin Spanish speakers, when they would say think, they would uh, use a T or a, yeah. or a D, tink or dink, which <laughs> I, I, I know it wouldn't sound like that. <laughs> tink. What do you think? Yeah. Um, and another okay. language might use think. I couldn't think of one, but I'm sure it's out there. Because uh, it sounds like... Isn't there right? a... a... Like a British accent. Oh, what's it? Uh, Cockney. Sure. Do you know what that is? I think they no. say that. F Fink? instead of TH. I, oh. could, I could be wrong. It could be fun. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's Idris Elba? Uh, what's his accent? Do you know? There's a name for it. It, it might be. Uh, I don't remember. Ugh. Ugh. Right. Me and my, my English accents. Ugh. Should we move on? Yeah. If you think about it. Or if you think of it. If I think about it. <laughs> If you think about it. Oh. <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> um, last thing. A lot goes into accents. Um, your tongue placement, the way you curl your lip, uh, how much nose air you use, which is just a funny concept. Uh, how much you block the airflow with your mouth when you speak. And even you can vibrate your vocal cords differently. All of that affects uh, accents differently. Yeah. Um, in the last segment, which I thought was going to be really fun, <clears throat> turns out it's not. Well, it could be <laughs> if we had a lot more time. Okay. I was gonna. We were gonna do a learn lots of accents tutorial. Oh. But apparently it's pretty difficult. And <laughs> Who would have thought? There's actually a lot that goes into it. So if you can't just naturally do it, which do you have any accents that you just have down? Uh, I found that, so I was in Mexico this summer uh-huh. and we were talking with this German, we were talking with this German <laughs> <laughs> family and I, if, that was good. I feel like if I can listen to it <sighs> i don't know i feel like if i can listen to it for a while then i can start to pick it up yeah but it gets it gets pretty bad pretty quick if i if it when like, you are not yeah so like if i was talking to, if you were had a german accent uh-huh. i feel like i could mimic it pretty well you could pick it up but that's <laughs> that's pretty much the only thing that i've had any amount of success in 
Um, yeah, one of the, that's kind of why this last little exercise didn't work out is because um, the, the biggest advice everyone said was like, just listen to a lot of native speakers. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, it's too late notice <laughs> to bring in a variety of... <laughs> a, a panel. We have a, yeah. a German, a New, New Zealander. If this podcast was bigger and we were making a whole lot of money, yeah. I, that would have been a really great idea. Fly some people in. Maybe next year when we're that big, okay. Um, I'll just do this whole topic over again. We'll okay. Pretend. Round two. Yep. We'll run it from the top. Bring in a panel. Pretend like it never happened. And then, yeah. But uh, I did come up with one fun game. I found a website that has the U.S. pronunciation versus the U.K. pronunciation. So I'm going to say the word, and you have to guess <laughs> what it's going to be. <laughs> Wait, I have to say it? In, in, the in the British ing- accent. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, jeez. This is going to be more fun for me than it will yeah. be for you. <laughs> okay. First word, vitamin. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to tell you what's correct. Okay. Vitamin. Vitamin. Yep. Knew it. Nailed it. Um, water. Water. <laughs> water. That's water. One thing I read, I did water read bottle. about, uh, speaking in a British accent, one thing I read is that uh, you drop bottle. the R a lot of times. But not always. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. And uh, where we use soft T's, water, more like a D. Yeah. They often are better at the language in general, better at speaking correct English. Water. 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 Okay. Schedule. Schedule. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, this one, we'll see if you can get it. Advertisement. Oh, I've heard this one before. Uh... (laughs) Uh, is it just like, oh, ad- advertisement. 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 Yep. Advertisement. Good. have the hard T. Trying to channel my uh, inner Emily Blunt. <laughs> I don't know why Good. she's the first uh, British person that popped in my mind, but. Mobile. This one is easy. Mobi- mobile. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's mobile. <laughs> I think that one's mobile. <laughs> Like a mobile home. <laughs> you got that accent down. You got that accent down. <laughs> is it... What is it? Mobile? Yeah, no, you were right. Mobile? Mobile. Okay. Uh, you just said... You said it... <laughs> I was saying the British two accent... two accents at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was doing. You said it as a British person I'm trying, trying to, to stack, use a southern accent. <laughs> I'm trying to stack on as many accents as I can in one word. Okay. This one... Uh, I'm glad I know the, uh, the distinction between which one of these is correct. Um... Niche. 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 I've gone back and forth. I didn't know which one was right. Apparently, they both are. It just depends on where you are. Niche seems more posh. Niche. Yep. I, sw- I switch it up, honestly. I say both. Um, next. Often. Off. Often. 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 Oh, often. is it spelled differently? No T's. Often. Uh, the pronunciation is spelled differently. It's but the word the is the same. But they don't say They often. dropped the T often. completely. Often. Often. Apparently you drop some of the T's okay. as well. Okay. Also, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna play the learn accents game too much because I I felt like we there's a good chance we would end up accidentally being offensive somehow. <laughs> you could yeah. Uh, gotta tread lightly sometimes. Yeah. To our worldwide tread listeners, carefully. we are not mocking. No. Just, learning. Yeah, just learning us a somethings. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one I don't know. Point. Herb. Herb. 
<laughs> that sounded good. Okay, so the it says the U.S. is pronounced H-U-R-B. Herb. 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 Uh, and then the U.K. is H-E-R-B. I didn't know how to make those different. Capital H is a man's name. Herb. Uh, oh, no, that's helpful. So the U.S. is uh, capital H. For a name. U.K. is lowercase. Her, herb. <laughs> I thought capital was a man's name, herb, and then lowercase was like a, like a leaf, like a spice. A leaf. Herb. I think you meant to say leave. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two more. Privacy. Privacy. Yep. You're better at this than I thought you'd be. Good job. And then, uh, oh no. What? Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> Okay. Neither. So, so this website, maybe we shouldn't be trusting this okay. because <laughs> they're getting the the U.S. one wrong. Um, it said the U.S. says it N E E N E T H U H. Neither. No. Nope, no R in there. Neither. What? <laughs> That's not, I've never heard anyone say neither. Me neither. Me neither. Um, you neither. And then the U.K. is neither. In I G H, uh, <laughs> there's definitely an R. For I thought sure. so. I thought so. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have uh, to send these guys an email. Tell them they've got a little bit of it wrong. Okay. That's all I have. Um, I like that. I tried to find the same thing for Australian, but oh, I would love to learn that accent. Yeah. Or a, I a will Kiwi not accent. even try. Okay. I embarrass myself. It's very difficult. Yeah, and uh, well, I researched a little bit, and I was like, some of these things make sense. But I have no idea when you would apply them. I guess that goes back to, you know, being around native speakers a lot. Yeah. <sighs> That's all I got, Josiah. Um, pretty pretty simple topic, but a lot jam-packed right up in I there. like it. That was very interesting. Man, the fact that babies can I think you develop meant to say an babies. accent. Babies. <laughs> the, the fact that the babies, <laughs> babies can develop an accent. Okay. I, I just it just falls apart. <laughs> That's very interesting. The fact that babies can develop an accent so young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now everything I say feels like it's an accent. Yeah. Am I? Do I normally talk like this or not? I accents are just so fun. Yeah, and it's so just, it makes the whole world a little interesting. Yeah, it's it's so fun that people speak differently. And then, uh, when I've spoken to a someone who's speaking English to me that's, but English isn't their first language. Mm -hmm. They, and when they do like have a, try to have an English accent or like, I don't know, an American accent. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that and been like, Oh wow, that's, that's easier to understand. And it sounds like they've been speaking forever, uh -huh. but I think it's just because they pick up on the accent and yeah. that, that's like the cherry on top. They can track it. Yeah. So I, that's something I've been in mind. Mm -hmm. Like when I, have tried to learn Spanish. Uh, yeah. Do you have the accent or... Yeah, because you don't want to Americanize it. Kind of want to try and... Yeah, you want to make it as close as to native as you can. as possible. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing to me is just all the things that we all say, uh, like slang-wise, yeah. that they don't. Yeah. Here's some... You've probably heard of all of these. Um, lad... Like a boy? A boy. It's a boy. <laughs> it's a baby. Uh, or bloke. 
Yeah, a fellow. Uh huh. Bonkers. Crazy. Mm hmm. Daft. Dumb. Yeah, you're good at these too. <laughs> uh, to leg it. Um, would you say that one more time? To leg it. L E G? Mm hmm. Uh, is it like break a leg? The term means to run away, usually from some trouble. I legged it from the police. Oh, I've never heard that before. I'm going to start using it. Uh, qu- oh, no, that one's that one's not great. Just quid. Uh, money? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dodgy. Uh, I used that a little sketchy. Um, oh, yes, dodgy. Gobsmacked. <laughs> uh, speechless? Uh, yep, utterly shocked. Bevy? Oh, I like this oh, one. Oh, uh... A bevy, like a a wide range, an Correct. array. Except it means beverage. Oh, so not <laughs> so great. <laughs> a bevy, I like that. Um, knackered, lost the plot. Um, throwing a wobbly. I'm really interested to know. <laughs> Is that how like many a cricket term? Are, uh, the British expression means to have a tantrum. Throwing a wobbly. Describing tantrums thrown by adults. I'm I'm trying to lock that one I hope some of away. these aren't swear words. Yeah, if we're ours, <laughs> if these are not clean... Do we mark it as explicit just in so case? So sorry. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> um, okay, that's it. I, I, there's a big long list that I'm yeah, scrolling through. Yeah, but I'll I'm be sure. <laughs> we'll just do a... We'll do a bonus episode where we're just reading <laughs> slang from different... For 45 different countries. All right, I'm done. Okay. I like that. Um, thank you. I'm a little bit scared now because I think I... We'll see. When we when I came in here, you're like, eh, my topic's a little eh, but... Every once in a while, I do a good. topic and I'm, that I'm really interested yeah. in, but I'm like, I don't know if other yeah. people would. I like that. That's good. <sighs> okay, what you got? So, well done. Just um, be confident in yourself. Oh, I am. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Sorry. That's, First of all... That's my fault. Um, and second of all, if you are not a patron... A patron, uh, we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this podcast. We do. And if this brings you any value, we would love to uh, take your <laughs> hard-earned, hard-earned cash, cash quid and put it towards a neon sign for learning something. Yeah, we want a cool neon sign so bad, but they're pretty expensive. So yeah. if you could fund that for us, that'd be preferred. That is a good ad. That's how you that's how you tell people to support you on Patreon. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Glad I did that. Okay. <laughs> and your topic. <laughs> Glad I did that. <laughs> so uh, my topic, we're going to space again. <sighs> been a while since we've been to space actually last <laughs> last last uh, episode we yeah went to space. we went to space Virtual but space. this is real space real time and um, we've talked about this a little bit before dark in our, matter in our space episode is it uh no the I, planet the planet the dark planet i did learn a little bit more about dark matter this last weekend though good stuff crazy stuff okay. but that's that's one of my I, i've thought about talking about that but then i thought I should not talk about dark matter. Yeah, I don't want to get beat up by a scientist who knows way more. Yeah, yeah, I don't know nearly enough. And kind of the same for this one, but I'm feeling okay. I think I think my shop. research is, is okay here. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about asteroid mining. Oh. Do you know much about this? No, I thought it was sci-fi. It's a real thing. Oh, goodness. Or at least the idea of it is real. It's being talked about. Wick sidebar. Yep. Um, Dune, have you seen it yet? No, no, I'm I'm reading the book first. 
<gasps> Good for you. I, Didn't you try to read it before? Yeah, I did. We've talked about Dune on this podcast yeah, before. I I got it from the library the first time, and I <laughs> I didn't finish it in the two renewals that I had, <laughs> so I just brought it back. And then movies was coming out soon, so I was like, okay, I'll just I'll read it again. But I just bought it. Good uh, on my it's bought the, it digitally. It's the type of book that takes a while to yeah. break into the world building side yep. of it, but there. So I'm there now. Okay. And I'm excited about it, but I want to finish the book first. Okay, that was all. If I just brought that up because it's spacey. Yeah. 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 So, um, no spoilers here. Let's talk Don't about worry. asteroid mining. So, um, let's talk about it. Basically, the idea is there's a lot of resources in space. Uh-huh. There's not a ton of resources on Earth. They're finite. In In the UK, they would say... Finite. In Italy, they would say finite. Uh, so people are thinking, maybe we could look outside of Earth, try and get some resources. There's Ooh, a lot of I love uh, precious metals, ice, copper. Not not enough ice. You could get some up there. <laughs> um, coal. I don't think so. Uh, zinc. Could sure. be. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. I could see that as a very real possibility. Uh, so let's talk about how it'd work. Okay. And, um, how it would work? How it would would work? Because nobody they, nobody's have, done this. They haven't. No. Oh, it's a good a, a good distinction to make. This has not been done yet. I've been I've been this whole time. No. <sighs> it's very. It's just ideas at this point because it's so expensive. It's just not even worth it. Did some asteroid mining uh, when I played Eve for the yeah. couple hours. I tried to get into it. Was it profitable? Mm, I don't think I was doing it right. Okay, maybe you can learn something and try again. Yeah. So basically, the idea this is how it would work. Mm-hmm. So you'd get some kind of uh, electrical rocket engine. Good. So you don't have to carry so much fuel into space. Uh huh. Makes it a little lighter. Maybe some kind of fuel to shoot it. Out into space, and then an electrical engine kicks on. That would you get your be cool. SpaceX electric rocket. Whoa! Then you can go a longer distance. Oh, it would be silent until you hit four thousand miles an hour. Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a in, there's uh, no sound in space unless you are traveling faster than four thousand miles an hour. And there's so much. Sound. <laughs> it's so it's loud. Just, it's exactly like a Prius. My Prius joke did not. Oh, went over my head, right yeah. over my head. And it also didn't make a lot of sense <laughs> now when we put it in the context of space. I just if you're accelerating, sound kicks on. I'll deal. Take a goof. Okay. <laughs> take feel, a goof. It just there's a lot of things wrong with that bit. <laughs> Take off your shirt. Okay. <laughs> you can put it right back on afterwards. Okay. So anyway, uh, that is one way to lighten it up. You feeling uh, comfortable? Cool? <laughs> no. I feel, feel really weird. Maybe I'll join it. you. <laughs> uh, so you, that lightens it, keeps the cost uh, less. Yep. Uh, you also need some kind of space robot to go out. Retrieve the asteroid. A classic space robot. So it'll go out there. Uh, it'll take quite a while. Yeah. Because there's some near-Earth asteroids, but a lot of them are in the asteroid belt, which is... A ways out. Outside of Mars. Oh, so they so first step is to get to Mars and be able to make the mining vessels on Mars. 
No. Well, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah. Talk to Elon about it. But these these mining, or at least the retrieval robot, that go out, uh-huh. strap onto it, give it a big old hug, mm-hmm. and then with some math, some complicated math, <laughs> they do some... you figure out how to push it into Earth's atmosphere, just little by little. Oh. Uh, and again, it'll take a lot of time. You get it into Earth's orbit or the moon's orbit or some kind of orbit yeah. around here that's close and accessible. And then another robot comes, <laughs> lands on it, uh-huh. starts drilling. Yeah, of course. Uh, and making it more easily compactable mm. so you can send it back to Earth. So you either uh, send it into a little... Like put it into a big pill, a ziploc. Oh, a pill could be a it could be a ziploc, maybe a zipper ziploc, a, a baggie, <laughs> a little little baggie. <laughs> That's a northern. <laughs> and then you put that in a vessel, send it to Earth, <laughs> drop it into the atmosphere, <laughs> splash down. A ship comes and grabs it. Yeah. So it's pretty complicated, but pretty cool. Yeah. If it would work. Oh, also when. The first robot goes to grab the asteroid. It has to keep it from spinning. So it'll do that by grabbing it and then oh. putting on certain thrusters yeah. to keep it. Side yeah. thrusters. Yep. Or there was something called a laser. There's some kind of laser like it destroys parts of it and somehow that keeps it from spinning. Oh. Uh, the law of uh, natural what goes up must come down. Yeah. Something. I yeah. Think. I think... I've, I think Jesus came up with that. <laughs> the scientist. <laughs> or maybe it's Lincoln. Or Isaac. Or it's Isaac. Yeah, could have been Isaac. Um, no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so it's there's a lot of stuff that has to get built. Yeah. And lots of testing. We're still trying to figure out how to go to space, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like... like we, can, we can do it, but it's, it still has to get a lot cheaper. It seems clunky. It seems yeah. like the supercomputers made a long time ago that you could just type a couple commands into, and everyone was like, what? Ah, yeah. We need to get to uh, the laptop phase of space. Gotcha. Yeah. Super refined. You understand. People are making lots of them. Mm-hmm. It's getting cheaper. Yeah. So why do it? Mostly because of the resources. Right. Check this out. Check it. Um Asteroids can be worth trillions and trillions of dollars. Interesting. Why is that, you ask? Because zinc, of how much zinc they hold. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in them. Precious Mm. metals. You got gold, silver, platinum. That's pretty cool, actually. Platinum's pretty rare. Just got some... It is. You you just got solid metal asteroids, basically. Um, And so, (laughs) based on the worth that these metals have on earth uh-huh. that's how they price it out like that's pretty cool that asteroid is worth 20 trillion dollars is there a way you can see can they look at an asteroid and be like yep that's going to be a winner i believe they can tell what it's mostly made out of wow from looking at it that makes sense it's it's actually very incredible how they can tell what stuff is made of what's what just yeah based on looking at it and how it behaves those boys be so smart. That's so and crazy. girls. <laughs> There's actually one asteroid floating in the asteroid belt uh, called Psyche 16. Mm, I love space it's, names. It's worth 700 quintillion dollars. 
Let's go grab it. That's 18 zeros. So that's enough for everybody on Earth to have $100 billion. If that's going to get, we don't need to go into finance. <laughs> I was going to say, if everyone got an equal amount of money, even if it was that much, would anything change? No, that's just to show how, Still, how much crazy. precious metal is in there. So NASA plans to go study it in 2026. They're not going to grab any, probably just samples. Why don't they plan stuff earlier? Everything they plan, they just plan it way out. <laughs> they just did it next yeah, year. Yeah, do it. This year, even, and you could get it done. Why wait? If you got it done before Christmas, I, there, I didn't have a second part of that sentence. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> you could have a nice Christmas bonus for all the NASA employees. It sounds like NASA is just kind of a a procrastinator. Seriously, they're, they're, we'll do this in twenty twenty six. We'll start. I need some time to look at vacation. Twenty twenty five, maybe. I don't yeah, know. we'll see. So that's kind of the main idea. Is there's lots of resources, but I, I do want to talk about the economics of it a little bit. Okay. Economics, if you're from British, from Britain. Economics. Uh, because, from, yeah, if you, if you brought, I don't know, uh, there's been 20, there's a 20 square meter cube of gold. That's, that's everything that's been discovered. Okay. Uh, all the gold that's been So if you discovered. melted all the gold, put it into one cube. You'd make a 20, 20 by 20 by 20 cube. Got it. Silver would be a 52 by 52 by 52 cube. I'd be willing to start a GoFundMe funded by gold just to see some of these. I feel like that'd be really cool. To see an asteroid? No, to see a those block. cubes. Oh, just a big gold. Yeah, just on display. It'd be yeah. super heavy too, so no one could even steal it. Oh, well, it, it, people would probably melt it. That would be fun, though. And graffiti, oh. potentially. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, you mentioned platinum. It's very rare. There's a seems like there's a ton of that out in space. Uh-huh. Um, we've only ever found enough in the history of Earth. Mm-hmm. It's made a seven cubic meter wow. cube. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Cubic? I think it's right. Uh, anyway. And they so, use all of it for records. Records? So, the music industry is so selfish. <laughs> no, they actually, I looked into that. It's like, what is platinum? They use it for catalytic converters, electrical contacts, pacemakers, and lab equipment. And platinum records. And other things. For successful people. Oh, yeah, because it's super Oh, tough. gotcha. Make a record out of it. Another that. bit. <laughs> I'm just not tracking with you tonight. Uh, yeah, and part of it is if you brought back another 10 thousand tons of platinum uh-huh what would you do with it who would want it it would make way i don't know spotify would explode <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like we can let so many more people get successful oh, people are gonna get so big so many streams <laughs> where's k-pop call k-pop um if you don't know what we're talking about if a song does really well it goes gold or silver or platinum mm-hmm. it's like an award here's my issue with the cubic thing yeah if we're going to pile it all up, we should do something cool with it. I'm not talking like a statue. That gets a little bit too biblical, uh, false god like situation. Like an idol, yeah. Yeah, but what about a giant slide? A giant slip and slide? Or, hear me out, Okay. A one of those instruments that they used in uh, Horton Hears a Who, perhaps? 
Uh, like a horn? Yeah. You remember what he... He a has like a whole trumpet. noisemaker thing. I don't remember. There is a John Mulaney bit. He's a comedian where he says... I would like to... See, I think he says a million dollars. I would like to see what a million dollars looks like in just in one room. Ooh. And then he said, I would charge people to come and see it. It's $10 to see it just in like gold coins and yeah. bills, dollar dollar bills. <laughs> and then... $20 to add your money to it. So then he'd have a whole other room <laughs> for his millions. No, you, you add it to the, the millions in the room. Oh, so then it'd be... <gasps> okay, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and then people stand in line. You get to like look at it. Whoa, that's what a million dollars looks... Or, I don't know, a billion or something. A billion. That's all I got left. <laughs> okay, last idea, and then yeah. you can move on okay. with real stuff. A perfectly polished room made out of gold that you can walk inside of. A sphere. A sphere. (gasps) The inside of a sphere. (gasps) You can roll around. I I like the idea of a slide. That's pretty fun. Yeah. You can rent a dirt bike if we we went the sphere route. Yep. Spin around on the inside. Maybe a toilet. Gold toilet. Yeah. So there's options. One of those exists. I'm just saying you need to tell your science stat guys okay. to come up with some more creative options. Than you could make cube. you could make with all the gold that we've discovered mm-hmm. and mined mm-hmm. in the history of the world. You could make one large sphere of gold. <laughs> See, I'm already more, <laughs> already more interested. <laughs> tell me more. You could make three hundred gold toilets. <laughs> See, very good. Uh. So another reason why asteroid mining would be cool is to create an outpost in space. So imagine. Don't have to tell me twice. You don't even have to bring the resources back to Earth to mm-hmm. process them. Keep it out there. Uh, it's like a fueling station for a rocket. You start at Earth, go to your outpost, fuel up mm-hmm. with stuff from an asteroid. Uh-huh. Keep going. Book idea. Movie idea. You are part of a team. It's Ocean's Eleven, but space. You invent your own spaceship in secret to steal the outpost of resources. That oh, you grab onto the asteroid that the outpost is on, <gasps> the refueling station, mm-hmm. you steal it, you yeah. take it all. <laughs> the Quintilimens, Quintilupes. <laughs> is that a joke that went over my head too? Um, it, it was how you defined how much one of them is worth. Oh, quintillion. Thank you. 100 quintillion. It doesn't sound any more real than the ones I said. Okay. Okay. For the rest of your topic, I'm going to stop driving (laughs) us off topic. (laughs) That's okay. I got all the time in the world. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm good. Uh, So 10% of near-Earth asteroids are more accessible than the moon. Okay. So there's a lot of potential to go out and uh, study, collect, uh, find resources on. There's a professor from the University of Arizona named John S. Lewis, who says the resources of our solar system could support one quadrillion people in first world comfort permanently. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just his way of saying there's enough out there that if you grabbed it all, it's, there's a lot. That's very exciting. (laughs) My worry is that jewelry companies will be the first to space or classic uh, production. Companies. K. I can see it now. Just K jewelers on the side of a rocket ship. 
with little grabby arms on the outside to <laughs> grab all the gold that and are shaped for... like hands that have rings <laughs> of Just platinum. Perfectly manicured nails. <laughs> and they named the first. Oh, no, I, I said I was not driving. <laughs> you can't. Wait, what were you going to say? They named the first asteroid Jared. And they went to Jared. That seems like a competition. Yeah, they, they wouldn't go up. that one. It they would destroy that one. <laughs> they wouldn't even keep it. <laughs> They'd just explode it. Um, so it would cost a lot of money. Does it make sense at this point to do it? No. Um, but if you could, you'd make all that money back, potentially. I would imagine it would be yeah, fund, funded by private investors uh-huh. who are like, ooh, I would like to make a trillion dollars. <laughs> Why not? Um, so to make it feasible, uh, you'd have to use multiple small spacecrafts for each mission. Okay. You'd have to do it very well and you couldn't have many failures. Mm. This, somebody did a a research paper on it. You'd have to have, um, efficient mining methods. Mm. So you'd have to do a ton of testing to make sure that it actually worked. Yeah. That'd be a bummer to get all the way up there. Or even if it works, it just costs a lot of resources and time uh, to not be worth, worth it yeah. yeah uh and there <laughs> there also needs to be a market for whatever is being mined makes sense it's like if you bring back tons and tons of gold and it, everyone's like well i guess i'll buy a cheap gold ring <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't need real gold. It's, gold well it's just it's just interesting because the the price would would change yeah when you bring back a bunch of platinum oh, yeah, the... if you double how much platinum is on the earth and nobody really needs it, it's just going to get super cheap, and you probably won't make that You'd much. have to market it specifically as asteroid platinum. For sure. People th- would spend a lot that, of money. I bet that would work for a time, and then people are like, whatever, still yeah. platinum. Platinum's platinum. <laughs> you know the old saying, <laughs> platinum's platinum. Uh, so the mining rate has to be high enough. You have to collect enough per uh, vessel that you send out, I guess. Yeah. Um, you have to probably use re- reusable spacecraft, which is what they're working on now. That's true. Yeah, they're beginning steps, beginning paces. And uh, you can just mine stuff and throw it into orbit and have somebody else grab it. Yeah. That's a cheap way of doing it. A cheaper way of doing it as well, I guess. Just having... Ooh, then you you just outsource yeah. to a company that just specifically of, flies up, grabs yeah. stuff, and comes down. Yeah, or just shoot it down. Oh, I Get a bunch stuff. of people with like 22s. <laughs> <laughs> That is how that works. That's how you get stuff out of, out of orbit. <laughs> the science behind no, that, that is way, sound. That way, that way it's actually free. Is if everybody's, it's like a, a lottery ticket. If Wherever you, it lands. If you shoot a, a capsule down out of orbit with your 22, or whatever, whatever uh, weaponry you have, and it lands in your property, you get like 50% of it. Yeah. Picture... Picture Talk a about a good company idea. saying, hey, <laughs> if you shoot it down, uh, odds are pretty low it'll land on your property. Odds are <laughs> it could land on someone's home, in someone's home. But if it does, wherever it lands, you get to keep it. Half of it. That is a great idea. Yeah. They could tie a little bow around it that says, like, property of... <laughs> K. K, K, K jewelers. jewelers. Yeah, and then K is going to start buying up houses, <laughs> like old neighborhoods. As landing zones? Mm-hmm. Oh. K, K is going to get Pepsi involved and get their military, start shooting down <laughs> and gold. And then there would be an ex, a new, new book idea. 
Extreme sport. You go in there. Uh, you have to survive because the place where they have the landing zone, where you know the asteroid will land, there's like a city that it lands. And gold's just always fallen. You can... Ooh, okay, this is a good idea. Not not practically, but a good book idea. Yeah. You can live as a first-class rich citizen in the city. You can take whatever apartment or mansion you want. Okay. But the caveat is that that's where they land the asteroid pieces. So your risk of being brutally murdered by space objects is significantly by higher. By space gold. Or if it lands just right, you just keep it or do they take it? Oh, uh, you can probably keep it. Okay. You just steal a little bit. Yeah. They won't know. I'll work out the details later. Okay. So remember how I said this is going to be very... Uh, my research was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I take that back. We have not talked. Most of the stuff we talked about has not been real. <laughs> but that's all right. So who can own an asteroid? Uh, Do you know? Well, according to the Martian and what he says in that book, if you are in space, then it's uh, just like international waters. No, yes. that's on Mars. And probably in space. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the ocean. So, so it's fair game. Nobody owns an asteroid, but you can uh, collect resources from it and profit from it. Gotcha. For commercial use. Um, so that's according to excuse me according to the U.S. Commercial Space Launch Competitiveness Act signed oh. in 2015 by Obama. Wow, they were ambitious back then. Yeah. <laughs> we better get something into the works. NASA's planning something in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, also how Obama speaks. <laughs> well, NASA. Uh, so if you go out there and grab stuff, all good, according to the U.S. Cool. <laughs> so if you can just get to it, it's I like I like how it's just the U.S. saying, yeah, go for it. Yep. Go for it. I, we say it's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> We signed it in the lot. There is actually something called the Artemis Accords. I love that term. And they're trying to figure out all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to establish a practical set of principles for collecting space resources. So there's eight nations that are part of that. One of them is uh, the U.S. Nice. One of them is Luxembourg. Of course. And Luxembourg recently is trying to has been trying to get in on the space mining game. Wow. And they invested $25 million to do so. Okay. In this company called Planetary Resources. Boring name. They could have done better. It it happens. Not even getting resources on a planet. (laughs) So uh, they invested $25 million in this company. And uh, the company basically did horrible and got (laughs) bought out by somebody else. Or they they sold all their shares to a blockchain blockchain company and lost almost $14 million. Wow. So, <laughs> so Luxembourg's a little <laughs> Yeah, it's a country of, I think I, I read 600,000 people. Well, good for them for and wrestling up that much money. They wanted to like be part of it. They they had the dollar signs in their eyes. They're ready for yeah. they Luxembourg they, to grow. They were ready for the next get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> Space mining. But it's just funny because I read about planetary resources. Like, oh, they were bought out. So they're still doing space stuff, but... It seems like it's a little bit different. Uh-huh. And I was reading, oh, Luxembourg was involved in uh, asteroid mining. And they invested in planetary resources. I thought, oh, no. It's a front. You poor, poor country. 
It was like it only lasted a couple years. Oh, so we'll we'll keep an eye on them, see how they do. I bet they'll they'll bounce back just fine. Um, so a couple of other companies that are into this, um, Trans Astra is a corporation has a plans for, or at least a concept for. <laughs> it's like a, it's just called the Mini B. Oh, I don't know what it is. Fun. So they want to put <laughs> basically they go to. A, asteroid yep they take the gases out and put it into a bag love it already ziplock <laughs> and uh <laughs> so they take the basically to gather uh fuel for rocket like okay. rocket fuel um so that's about it nasa <laughs> nasa's like involved in uh working with with people and there's there's research about it but so this could be a thriving industry, but not much is happening. Planetary res- resources <laughs> tried for a little bit, didn't work out. There's mm-hmm. another company that tried for a little bit, mm. didn't work out, mm. bought out by another company. <sighs> so it seems, I'm sure there's people working on it. Someone somewhere. But if, if I had to guess, this is not going to happen for a long time. What if, oh, here's a thought. Yeah. It's already happening. The rich people that have been mining it realized what we've realized in this episode in that if they increased the supply so much, the value would go down. So they mined it and are now secretly selling it at the same price, letting the whole world think that there's okay. not much uh, supply. Here. Okay, that, that could be something. I could see that. Oh, it's a conspiracy waiting to see the light. So they've got so much gold and platinum and... Just what have you? Cubic warehouses, of it. <laughs> houses full of it, <laughs> and uh, they're just funneling it through K jewelers. Yep, those and... jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you got any questions? Um, I don't. I think that that topic was equally fascinating. <laughs> I this is one that I like. I would read an article, click on a link. Oh, that's interesting. Click on another link. Oh, oh, interesting. There's more. So I learned at one point I was on the catalytic converter Wikipedia page. Naturally. And uh, I learned, here's a fun fact. Uh-huh. There's platinum in those, like Catal- I mentioned before. Wikipedia pages? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you go grab one, you could sell the platinum in it. Good. No, in a catalytic converter, there's platinum. Okay. So that's why people sometimes steal those. It's like a little part that goes on your exhaust and oh. helps make it a little bit more... Uh, green, I guess. Less harmful gases are coming out. And if you steal enough of them, melt it all down, then it can be... You got a yourself f- a hit record right <laughs> there. <laughs> I was going to say like a fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so if somebody steals your catalytic converter, that's why. They're easy to steal and they can make... Between uh, one and two hundred fifty dollars, I guess. <laughs> wow, I, that's it seems like a decent return. Yeah. So, <laughs> no one. I hope no one steals my catalytic converter. I might. Maybe you don't even have one. I never thought about with that. My vehicle. I probably don't have one. <laughs> like maybe somebody stole it a long time ago. Yep. I just never noticed because I did not know that that was a thing that existed. I didn't either. I don't know much about cars, but I'm slowly learning. Mm. And if anything I said is heresy in the car world please let me know anybody um yeah i i just i think it's so funny that i've i think i've got like one correction about something i've said uh-huh 
There's got to be so much. I'm sure there's plenty that I've said that just is totally made up. <laughs> I don't even research anymore. Yeah, I just make up <laughs> just, stuff. Yeah. I just kind of come up with stories and see what happens. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Came up with this one about a baboon and a train conductor. Yeah. Oh, you came up, you, do you write those articles? Yeah. Wow. It was hilarious. When you found <laughs> that them. is so, that's crazy. Best prank I done ever did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Uh, asteroid mining. I don't think it's going to happen for a long time, but it's possible that it could. Perhaps 2026. I'd like the idea of it. If NASA stops sitting around. <laughs> if it, NASA, I'm sure you guys are doing so much and you have to be so smart. <laughs> Smarter than two guys who podcast every other week. <laughs> it's, fu- it's fun to, uh. Pretend like you're smarter than NASA. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're close. It's one of my for hobbies. Sure. We do have a pod, an educational we podcast. Have an by educational the way. podcast. Or something. Do they? I bet they don't. I don't think they, I do. Bet they do. It's NASA. They probably Classic. do. They're all start in 2026. <laughs> They've got plans for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, why should people vote for you? Um, because I talked about something that every single person in the world has. Um, and that's it. They, yeah, I didn't actually talk about that in my topic, but it is weird to think about that there's no one on earth who does not have an accent, just people who have accents that are more noticeable to you than others. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. And, uh, that's it. It's fun to talk about. And we mispronounced a lot of things, which was a good time. That's always fun. We said bebe plenty. (laughs) enough for one podcast yeah so vote for me uh do it for the bebes i think you should vote for me a vote for josiah is a vote for space and space exploration that was a good line <laughs> we, we should put i'm that actually on running t-shirt. for uh space president <laughs> vote for josiah is a vote for exploration and the growth of human exploration and the abolition <laughs> and, of the uh, Artemis Accords. No, I'm actually running, running to be president of the Artemis Accords. Okay. Um, and I just think space is cool, <laughs> and there's a lot of unknown out there. A lot of so much, a lot to learn about space. Um, want to know something funny? I just thought about. Yeah. Oh, so vote for Josiah if you agree with him. So I cut your vote for me. All good. Um. Our podcast is kind of a space race because we both always want to talk about space, but we have to we have to space out how often we talk about space. So this episode, you won the space race because it means I don't get to talk about space for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Just be- what if people like it when we talk about space? We should talk about sp- well. It- Almost don't. said, leave a comment below. <laughs> <laughs> leave a comment below. Leave. Don't don't cater. Just do what do what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about space. Yeah. Episode. Do it. Um. Tell them tell them about the punishment. Because okay. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I remembered it halfway through the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh. So for the punishment for this episode, whoever loses will have to take a. Practice SAT test. Oh, yeah. A full online PSAT. Yeah. I looked, I was just looking at it online. There's 65 pages. You got some. Plenty of reading material, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Sciences, maths. 
I honestly don't really remember what's on the SAT, <laughs> but I won't have to figure it out. So nope, because you'll let me know. I will win. So that will be really rough. I don't even remember what I got in high school. I don't either. I don't even remember what the points, uh, what like what the maximum is out of points of is. Sixteen hundred, <laughs> or is that thirty six? Is the ACT oh. thirty two? Is the ACT? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get. <laughs> I got a thirty five. Okay, so I, it's either thirty two or thirty six. I did not get a thirty or thirty four. I think I got. No, I won't even. Just guess. the fact <laughs> that we don't even know tells you that we didn't do super good probably we did plenty well enough to start a pot an educational podcast my uh my school all of my schooling it was like just above average with everything yeah Yeah. that's kind of the sweet spot for me yeah yeah why go why go higher (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm content where i'm at what are we nasa (laughs) all right that was my last nasa joke of the episode okay um you got any final thoughts about accent Accents or... Accents. Or asteroid mining. Asteroid That's a mining. robot accent. Robot trying to be a human. <laughs> the accent of a robot that's do trying to do a human accent. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Do you have... What, what are you thinking? I feel like that we we went all <laughs> over the place this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm feeling uh, a little scattered. Yeah, scatterbrained. Me too. But it's a good thing. Um, here's my proposal. We end this and let the people recover. <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Take a nap. Do what you need to do. We won't make another one of these for. Two weeks. Two whole weeks. Yeah. Get out in nature. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. Drink extra water. Water. <laughs> I'm done. That's the last thing I'm saying in this episode. You have to finish it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> go go read your Bible if you haven't. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed listening to us banter and talk about absolutely everything. <laughs> And uh, maybe I'll just talk for a little while. <laughs> this is a, a rare opportunity that I can just talk, and you're just here listening. And it's not over till I say the words, till I tell somebody to play us out. So, hmm, maybe I'll just enjoy this. This <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> we're doing acapella exit music. Okay, yeah, that. I probably should stop rambling. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we like this podcast and we like it when people listen. So thank you for listening. Uh, leave a review if you haven't. Or um, message us anything you would have to say. Okay. Uh, play us out, Larry. Larry. <laughs>